We made it down to planet Earth. And here is our guest, Mr. Bootymaster69. <laughs> Bootymaster? <laughs> I, you know, I, I usually go by, like, Stephen Kowalski. Okay, okay. Nothing uh, Russian-related or whatsoever. <laughs> it happens, Steve. It happens. But, yes, yeah, hey, welcome. Thanks for being our guests on this week's episode. No problem, no problem. Good to uh, be here. No, I've been, been really... I've been listening to like the last few episodes. I thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, it's uh, definitely helps me through the night when I should be sleeping. <laughs> I end up staying up till like four a.m. for no good reason. <laughs> do you have a uh, well? Nice to meet you, first of all. Um, yeah. Do you have a favorite episode? Um. Well, definitely uh, the the ones where you were uh, talking about, you know, your worst injuries or whatever, and your story, man, that was, I could just picture that whole thing myself, like just looking out into this mountains and the racetracks and stuff like that, and then boom, like, was like what uh, was that? <laughs> it was like uh, the that scene in Inception. Yeah, when, when they yeah, go off I the can, bridge. <laughs> I can really, I can feel it. Like, I felt like I was there. Hey, it's just like you're, 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 just it, you're sitting in the middle and just enjoying life and just bam life just handed you a lemon yeah, well it's better than a kick in the nuts yeah no, that's for sure uh, I would take the kick in the nuts anytime man. actually yeah the <laughs> kick in the nuts probably would have been better well I, I you know I don't know if that would have like uh, made a good story because uh, I mean I, I, I wouldn't want to kick in the nuts myself but you know but what about a skateboard to the nuts? Oh, you know, I I don't think I've ever hit my. I don't. I've never hit my nuts on a skateboard, to be honest. Have you ever had a it, uh, a gooch uh, strike <laughs> like the the lip hitch in the gooch? I wrapped a rail once, but it was all tailbone, and that was the most excruciating pain I've ever felt in my entire life. Oh, it was pretty. It was pretty bad. I was just like, I think I stopped skating for like three weeks. (laughs) Because it was just like, one, it hurt like hell. And it took definitely a few weeks for me to recover from that. Yeah, we don't have any tails, so we don't need it anyway. Yeah, all right. (laughs) It's not like I'm a super saiyan or whatever. (laughs) No, you... Steve, but no. Well, go ahead, Danny. Uh, I was gonna ask Stephen. Uh, have you uh, obtained a lot of injuries uh, skateboarding? Many, many injuries. Yes, definitely. I've probably suffered two concussions, uh, a torn, uh, probably most of my ligament on my right ankle, Ooh. which that took forever to heal and if i would have listened to my doctor about doing physical therapy and i was like yeah i'll just walk this shit off you know no <laughs> physical therapy kids do it it'll say it, oh great yeah that, that too i mean but the, the thing about that also is that when when you first start you don't know how to fall and you slowly, gradually start to learn that, okay, this works and this doesn't work. And then eventually you get so good that like 
falling becomes natural and you learn kind of like how to fall into like a slam or whatever. So kind of like parkour or whatever, but like you learn to avoid uh, serious injuries like that. Um, yeah, I, I will suggest helmets first <laughs> until you get good enough. How were you skate as as a skater? How were were you like? Would you say you were good, pretty good, or were you like, oh shit, for my for me being me, I'm pretty, I'm actually pretty good, or is it more You're, like? You I, I would say up? I was breaking through at the time before my ankle, because my ankle, I think I want to say it was probably my worst injury, and that started to hold me back a little, because then the fear kind of started to sink in a little bit. So then I started picking and choosing my battles of what I want to skate. And, you know, like if, if my buddies are like, oh, let's go skate this 13 stair handrail. I'm like, uh, nope, I'm going to watch you guys. <laughs> you like, I've already had my fair share of battles, you know, like I'm just going to sit tight and watch you guys just hook yourself down the stairs. Um, with but, me, I would just skate a two stair. That's that's all I could do. I've, uh, <laughs> you know, I went about it like different than like my friends, because they, when they skate a certain spot, they, kind of like you know, kind of like get a feel of it. You know, the spot. You know, you try to just ollie the stairs to see how it feels and to see if like the roll-up it's okay and the landing spot is not sketchy or whatever and like i didn't do that i i like it was buster bail man if i landed it i did it if i didn't i just ate it and just like sat in the sideline if i didn't land it and i i think that's has a lot to do with my downfall towards the end because <laughs> i just and i'm heavy footed too so it's like I will bruise my heels like crazy, and that's not a good feeling either. So, <laughs> I, I don't know if you ever felt that before ever. Was that how you were, Danny? Did you uh, ever escape? I I used to just push around, kick and push, but like uh, I never I never did flip tricks or anything like that. I, I just r rode around on a cruiser board, and I I learned how to skate Mongo. So. <laughs> So I'm not a, I'm not really good that. on the board anymore, but I, I think Mongo could be forgiven just a little bit, only because it's like one you're not really like doing tricks on a board or whatever. So it's like I mean I don't really give like care for it, and uh, I think the only thing that that ticks me off is the the mall grab. Yeah, I don't know if you're familiar with a mall grab. No, no, I'm not that freaking pro anymore <laughs> it, it's 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 when uh you you know those kids aren't good at skateboarding as you know because of the way they hold their boards and the, if you hold them by the trucks it, that just shows you that they're not good it's oh, damn I, I i don't know why it's just it's just like this unwritten rule in the book you know that was it's me like, you don't mall you don't mall grab anywhere <laughs> Does that have any effect on like the actual truck or no? Nah, it, it, it's just it just looks funny. Ah. Like I, I know times has changed, and I I really don't care too much for it. Um, 
especially with like you know social media being around it's like i don't even it's everything's thrown in your face and these kids are like 20 times better than i ever was when i was their age and i'm just like so jealous of them (laughs) well hey man i would be too it's like you grew up skating and then it's like you don't even do that anymore it's like as time goes by you're just like ah eh, i'm too lazy to pick up a board well that's all I'm, i'm still riding my board I'm not really doing tricks on it. I just pop up a curve here and there and just, you know, ride around. I mean, it still it feels good to just be able to be out and about, you know, just take a little cruise. It's kind of like riding a bike. That's what I have my Razor scooter for. <laughs> <laughs> and but, uh, oh, Go ahead. No, go ahead, Danny. I was going to ask, uh, when did you start skating? Like around what year? Yes, I was about to say. Do you guys, do you guys really want to know? Kinda, yeah. <laughs> Is it a secret? Nine, no, uh, I started in nineteen ninety-seven. Oh, so this is pre Tony Hawk Pro Skater, right? Yes. And pre WWF Attitude Era. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that's nice. right around the time. Right, right. Well, ninety-six. Yeah, ninety. Yeah. 90, no, it's yeah. Right, it's and, right around there. It's around. Yeah. It was getting there. When yeah, you were I, skating that time, did you grow? Did you skate with any, you know, uh, other guys that you know that you? Because you, I know you mentioned that you knew a few skaters that went that went pro, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Were you skating around that time, or was it more of just as you were going, you were meeting different people, and then it's like, oh shit, now. Looking back, you're like, oh, damn, I knew that guy. My love for skateboarding actually goes a little bit more further than 97. 97 is when I started to learn to actually do the tricks. Okay. Um, I want to say nineteen between 1992 or 1993, I had a neighbor who, who's were older than I was. They were like teenagers, and they had skateboards, you know, and I would look out my window and just watch them skate in a, you know, in, on the street. And I'm just like, oh, I want to do that. Like, that looks cool, you know? I'm like eight years old at the time or whatever. And I'm just like, that looks fun, you know, because it's like, what else is there to do as a kid, right? Besides play outside. I, I could think of a know. number of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> We're talking about, you know, I, I think the biggest, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, the Super Nintendo. Oh, yeah. At the time. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and I didn't really know much because it's like uh, my parents really didn't let me go out as much, you know, just you know, even to play outside. They let me play in the, the backyard, but it's... That's pretty much all I had. But were you then, are you an only child? No, I actually I, I grew up with uh, three sisters and one brother. Oh, okay, I was gonna say, man, you were outside playing by yourself. That's, that's no. Little... Well, well, <laughs> uh, two of my sisters were young, and then my I had an older sister, and then my brother was like a big time gamer, and he still is till today. Like. 
Like, I'll ask him about a game. I was like, oh, yeah, that game sucks. Or, oh, yeah, you know, <laughs> like, don't get that game. Get this game. You know, he's telling me what to get. And I'm just like, well, I mean, I, I think I just want to find out for myself, you know. <laughs> That's how I was with Rocket League until, you know, Danny introduced me to it. And ever since then, it's like, oh, hell yeah, man. Let's jump on. <laughs> I always trashed it. I was like, "That's stupid! It's a stupid game! Why would you guys play it?" And then I jumped uh, on. Like, oh, hell yeah! This thing's actually pretty fun. Well, you know what? I, I always tell people that, like, you know, these games are usually more fun with your friends because you can tolerate, you know, all the smack talking and all that stuff, and then you just get really into it. Kind of like how I, uh, I, what am I playing? I'm playing Madden with a. Uh, a friend of mine's and I've never really played well I did play competitive at once like years ago but it's just like yeah you get over it after a while and, and those like when they talk smack to you you're like you want to get them back you know but I can take it you know from a friend and I can dish it out too because then <laughs> especially because he gets so mad when I run on him and it's just like you hear that awkward silence and you know <laughs> you, you you just know you're in his head like it's like they want they just want to get you back that's uh that's exactly how it is with when it comes to playing mlb the show me and danny yeah <laughs> it, it would it would usually be like a really really tight game like uh two to three game or it would be one of us at like 12 and the other one scoreless it was never yeah, it was just a, a string of shit talking, and then one of us getting mad. Yeah, I don't get mad. I start cracking out because it's like, "What the fuck, man? You're using cheat codes." <laughs> it's... So, so the last time I played, my friend, I was so far ahead of him that I was like doing these stupid gadget plays just to piss him off. Like I, I would be on fourth down, going for it on my own, uh, um, like twenty yard line or whatever. Knowing that he's not going to score on me, let alone maybe a field goal, but it, it's just like for him, for me to trying to throw a hail mary on like fourth, <laughs> fourth and thirty, like who does that? <laughs> it's like the coach would like bench me for that. But back to our questions about skating, um, you were you were going to say that you your neighbor. Did, the, did he go pro, or was it more of just no? Because uh, we just, that's how you found your love for skateboarding, or it, it's just it, it's how I was introduced to it. Yes, um, it's what did I, I saw him, you know, like kind of like pushed the board a little bit, and then he ran really fast, and he jumped on it, and you just <laughs> I just saw him speeding off, you know, and then he uh, he, he jumped. Fell. The, he no, he jumped. He jumped the uh, the the curb, and then there was a fire hydrant that he ollied over. And I was like, "Whoa, what the hell? I didn't know that those things can jump." You know, <laughs> like what is that? Like why? And, and you could hear it too, because you know those skateboards are not like quiet. They're like loud as hell. And and every time I heard it, I would look out the window, and I'm just like, "I need to have one," you know. And then. When I finally did get one, it was like those fish boards or whatever. Yeah, I don't know if you remember those. I'm sure everybody does. Is that um, the one with the bumper in the back? Yes. There's there's <laughs> there's those those are like the 
not the really good ones, but like the ones that you can find like at Kmart or whatever. They're <laughs> not good, but it's like what I could find at the time because I didn't know where to go to get one because it's just like uh, we weren't fortunate enough to be, you know, that, uh, what do you call it, rich, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what else to, to, to put it, but it's, because uh, my, my mom didn't know anything about it either. So it's like, you know, all I knew is I had a skateboard, even if it wasn't a good one, I was still learning how to ride it. And then we moved. We moved out here to Pasadena. This is where I'm at right now. Still then. Um, it didn't start surfacing again until the first time I went to Old Town. And I saw a group of kids a little older than I was skating in his alley, skating a curb. And I was just like, okay. Like, there's something going on here. And just, it just so happens that they were doing it right behind a skate shop. And till this day, I wish that thing was still there. Because it was like my, that was my first skate shop here. It was called um, Atomic Garage. And I don't know if a lot of people know about that. I know my friends do, but. Uh, since you grew up in Pasadena, do you remember a place called Boulevard Skate? Yes. I used to work there. That was my first job. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Uh, they... On Rosemead? So you know Mike? I met Mike. But uh, my buddy actually bought the shop from him and moved it out here to oh. Sousa. Oh, no shit. And then wow. that was my first job, and I didn't know anything really about skating. So... uh I learned how to do like grip tape and that was it, but that was my first job. And then everyone would say, did you guys move from Pasadena? And they'd always call the shop and say like, we're out here in Pasadena. You're not here. <laughs> like, nah, we moved. <laughs> Fucking posers. <laughs> I, you know, I did not know. I didn't know that, you know, that's, I kind of lost touch with Mike. Mike was, uh, one of the owners, one of the two owners. I forgot his, uh, the other guy's name. I can't, I can't remember it, but Mike, I can tell you right now, he's the most frustrating person on Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That guy consistent. You know what? Like, little story behind that. Um, he had a PlayStation 2, I, I believe, at the time. And he had, I think he had Marvel versus Capcom or, or some, one of those games. And me, like I said, my brother being the biggest gamer I've ever known, I had to go up against him every single time. And he, oh, I've never beat him. Even to this day, I could never beat him. I might beat him like a round, but I'll never fully beat him two rounds solid ever. So the years of torture that I had from him just whooping me and just, I just like until like I give up, you know. It's like <laughs> so. The he had a PlayStation set up at the shop where either we you know we watch a skate video or we you know or we sit around on the couch and play you know these fighting games, and um. For some reason, 
I decided, I was like, yeah, sure, because the controllers kept passing around, and I kept saying no, 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 and I finally said yes, and I beat everybody there, like, probably three times in a row, like, going in rotation, and I've never seen, it's like, it was like the eye of the tiger, you know, it's like, <laughs> he saw it from the corner, after, yeah, doing his work or whatever, and I was like, I was like, who's that winning all the time, and I was like, oh, it's Steve, like, like okay, so that he pushes everyone aside and he sits down right next to me, <laughs> because he he finally found oh finally a worthy opponent. You know, <laughs> it's like, and um, we win at it, and and he's, I don't know if that considered it like cheating or whatever, but like, he waited till I picked my characters, so that he could pick his, because I have a feeling that he can counter it, my special attacks by him just like I'm gonna wait and see who he gets you know but I picked the just the basic fighters who are like really simple to use and it's just and then we got really competitive and man when he turns on his competitive size it's ridiculous he just just not let up and I, it, it was like almost playing my brother you know it's so insane it's so like <laughs> I just remember rubbing my face like every single time and just like, why? Like, why am I like continuing to try to beat you? Like when I know it's not going to happen. But he liked the challenge, I guess, because he saw that nobody else in that shop can beat me. <laughs> and it was so funny. <laughs> you know, and, and you know what? They also had a, he, he held a, uh, a game of skate competition there once just, you know, to get it started where like the winner would get to pick, you know, something simple from the shop and he would just give it to him. And I actually won the first one. <laughs> what was your finishing so, move? You know, it, <laughs> it, it was a simple trick. It wasn't nothing special. It's just, I, I think the nerves just get to the people sometimes. And the person who I played last was good, but he just he was just nervous because he felt like I was too good for him, which maybe could have been true. I don't know because every kid has a, like a secret trick up their sleeve where like you don't know how to do it or or whatever. But the second the the semifinal was against two of my best friends. And that was probably the hardest game I had because I had to go up against those two assholes who know all your weaknesses, you know? And I just I just got the upper hand. And and then the other kid who I played last, he, he just I, I just felt like he was too nervous. And I'm just like I was just trying to tell him just do anything, man. I, I really don't care. I just want this game over with already. And I ended up beating him easily. I'm just like, I, it didn't feel like a challenge. It just felt like I I picked a random kid from the crowd and then he got really nervous. And it, I suck at like being competitive as well on skateboarding because I, I get a little nervous myself, especially when I have to like think of a strategy of like, tricks that I can consistently land versus ones that I can't land and then uh, 
it just it, it gets in my head sometimes and I just can't I can't be like these other guys where they they know what they're gonna do my, my head is just blank I'm just like oh kickflip ollie shove it and I just I just blank out uh have you ever did you ever compete in uh like skate contests only twice, but just like I'm saying, I, I don't have the the right mindset for it. Like I, it's, I, like I know I can skate, like the the parks that I'm at, because it, it's usually a park that I'm already familiar with, and I've been there a, a thousand times. But it's like everyone watching me. I'm just like, oh, just like I don't know. I get nervous myself, so and. I remember I went, I went to go do a a five o on a, a little box, and I missed it, and I fell, and I was just like, "Fuck, that's like the easiest thing I know how to do." Like, and I just like ate it, and I think that's where I got my my like nervousness from. Is you know, if if you bail on the first trick, it's just like you got to regroup as fast as you can otherwise it's just just one up one disaster after another and i've just never been good at you know landing consistent tricks especially in front of like 100 people <laughs> hey man i i'd be i'm i'm the same way i i i'd bail all the time i i i was only able to do a nollie and a pop shove it that was it i was like i'm good uh, well, I mean, okay. not, a lot of, <laughs> not a lot of people can do that. So, yeah. Well, now you know, as you know, we're getting older. It's like I don't even, I can't do that. If I tried, I, I would definitely break something, and that's it for me, man. I, 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 I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> you can know, you? I, and and I, I agree with you there. Only because it, when was it, two thousand nineteen? It was it was the first day of November. It was the day after Halloween. <laughs> I had gotten brand new wheels and brand new bearings, and I was like, "Man, like this is gonna feel good. I'm gonna go ride my board." I wasn't planning on doing any tricks. It was just okay. I need to get in the shape, and skateboarding used to help me a lot with that, you know. So I grabbed my board, and where I used to live at. It was a bit of an incline, so you kind of go downhill. So I was like, oh, I'll just ride my board downhill. You know, there's no, what can happen? Oh, man. So I power skidded halfway down this, this simple little hill. And I slammed, like, with my elbow, kind of like in, in my gut. And I just hit the ground as hard as I could. And especially, like, I mean, I, I'm not 180 pounds anymore. You know? <laughs> it's like, I, I'm easy to, like, 220, 230 right now. And I just slammed so hard. And it felt like, I, I don't know if you guys ever bumped, like, your elbows, like, uh, like on a desk or uh, on a, a door or whatever. And, and you hit your funny bone and it's like you, you don't have any feeling for a while. Yeah. That's how that's how it felt, but on a larger scale, 
and I was just like, oh, okay, well, I took one of those before, so I'll just, like, wait a little while, and, you know, I'll be all right. So I, I actually, I, I walked back up the hill, and I sat down, and I started watching um, TV or whatever, and I think I waited about 20 minutes, and... I go to extend my elbow and it was so painful. I could not extend it. And uh, <clears throat> so I had to go to the ER because it was just like, it didn't feel right after that. Uh, and sure enough, I had fractured my elbow. And I'm just like, like, how am I going to explain that to anybody? It's just like, oh, I... <laughs> like you were skating all oh, cool. Like were you coming off a rail or something? Did you go down some stairs? It's like, no, I, I was just rolling down a little hill, <laughs> you know, just not even going that fast either. And uh, that took me out because six weeks is uh, even my job wouldn't take me back because like, no, it's a liability. You know, you can, cause they couldn't cast it either. Cause it was a, just a small fracture. Like you couldn't really see it, but it was enough to where like it, it hurts like if you do any kind of motion. So I had to be left-handed for like a good three, four weeks. Yeah. And that left oh. got big, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think elbow injuries are some of the worst. Um, like I, I split the skin on my elbow uh, trying to high five like the little walking sign from the the stoplight, and I, <laughs> okay. and I and I hit the freeway sign because it was it was perpendicular, it was so thin I couldn't. Oh, see it, okay, so, okay. So I split it on there, and like I would bend my elbow, and I could see my bone, and I was like, oh, that's okay. not that's not good. So <laughs> my dad ended up taking me to the pharmacy and asking the lady, "Do you think this needs stitches?" <laughs> and, the, and the lady just takes a peek and she goes, "Nah, some neosporin should be good." And wow. uh, I have a pretty gnarly scar, but I should have got stitches. But like, um, also like, I don't know if if you're into like guitars or anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are you familiar with Les Paul? Yeah, I, I have like two of those. Are you familiar with the story about his elbow? Um, uh, I don't really remember it specifically, but I I, I was told that <clears throat> did he had some kind of injury or whatever. Yeah, I don't know if John knows because John, John uh, only knows how to play uh, Blink One Eighty Two riffs. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess like he ended up shattering his elbow in a car accident, and then when they they fixed it, they said, "Well, it's gonna be in one position permanently." So he's like, uh, "Just angle it so I can play guitar." Huh. And so they fused his bones like that at like a like a ninety degree angle. I never knew that. Yeah. I never need the whole story to that, but you know, to me that was like uh, somebody told me that I was like easily eighteen years ago. I want to say, <laughs> um, yeah, like I, I, I was told that I was like, I think that's how it was, because to me I was like, oh, that's probably a folk tale, you know, like there's no way they would listen to that guy, <laughs> like. <laughs> give a a doctor's professional like opinion or whatever i was like yeah sure that'd be the best idea we've had <laughs> i wouldn't want to do that hell no 
Yeah, I don't know. It'd be weird. That man did create one of my favorite kind of guitars, too. So, so I don't know. I guess, <laughs> I, I, guess I just found a new respect for him. Yeah, he's well, wild. as you should, man. <laughs> no, but uh, when you get old and you start getting injuries, like the recovery time, the turnaround is just so much longer. It is, yeah. I, and I'm starting to feel it, and I'm 35 right now, so I really feel those injuries. So to know that, because I, you know, I've taken way harder slams than that, and I was like, man, really? Like this little fucking fall just took me out six weeks. Like I've eaten like handrails for breakfast, man. It's like. This is ridiculous. It's just like I can't let anybody know, but now this is out there, so now they know. When you when you slammed, did you like look around to make sure nobody was there? Just like no way. No. <laughs> I think there was cars passing by, but I was too, <laughs> I, I was too hot at my skateboard that like I I picked it up and I slammed it with that elbow. <laughs> I was like and I was like, You goddamn piece of shit. Like what the fuck? It, it's just a part of, you know, you can't take it out on yourself, so you got to take it out on the skateboard, you know, because they really can't feel it. <laughs> you know. I've, I've witnessed a couple of uh, couple of skaters that would do some shit like that. It's like they, they break it right then and there. It's like, dude, why? Now you got to <laughs> walk home. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you just, you just have to because you got to get your frustrations out and heat on the you moment. Know, yeah, it's it's a heat of the moment, and plus it's it's skateboard at the time. You know, it, it's not that difficult to get because usually one of your homies has a spare one, or you know, if you're even sponsored, it's just like you have one already waiting for you. You know, like it's it's really easy to get your hands on. So like focusing a board, it's it's really nothing. But can't do it every day. <laughs> that's that's the key. You can't do that all the time. Oh, then, no, I then want to. Yeah, because I think uh, who was it? Uh, Sticks, uh, uh, Sticks Ride Shop. They, if I remember correctly, they only give you one board a month, and if you broke it. You could buy one after that, but I think at a decent, you know, price level. Even if you pay in full price. <laughs> Do you guys know? You guys? Oh yeah, you guys in Morovia, huh? No, I forget about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sticks is my, also one of my old stomping grounds as well because of one person who used to work there. I don't know if you guys know this guy, but I looked up to him as a kid. His name is Randy Chu. I don't know if you guys ever met him. Uh, yeah, Randy was uh, my buddy that took over uh, Boulevard Skate and was friends with Randy. Oh, dude, small world, man. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's it's funny because <laughs> I I think when he got married, he purposely didn't invite some of us because it's like 
dude, look, you guys are too fucking wild, and I can't have you embarrassing like my wife's family or whatever. So I was like, ah, like it's all right, man. But you know, I, I saw him the other day too. I'm surprised <laughs> he recognized me too. But I, I mean, I, my relationship with him goes way back, you know, to '97, '98, because that's where he was at at the first shop that I've ever known, you know? Yeah, and... I remember the old shop was up there on Foothill, right next to the Blockbuster. And yeah, yeah, all, yeah. All the kids after middle school was out, they'd run over to Sticks and just go and window shop. And probably annoy everybody, but... Yeah, no, I mean, I was... For me, um... I, I couldn't get my hands on any kind of skate videos as a, like, you know, kid or whatever, so we would go to this skate shop because it was close to my house and they'd have, you know, a TV and, you know, VCR and they pop a tape in and then we just sat there and watch it. And if it was good, man, we went right back uh, behind the shop and start skating. And then there's a couple ledges back there. There was a few stairs, but it was kind of sketchy too because of the ground. But I spent a lot of days just like, and he would throw, Randy would throw wax at us. He's like, you, like, get the fuck out of here. You're here all day. Like, <laughs> like go skate or some shit. Like, it was so funny. He, yeah, he would throw like little little chunks of wax at us and we're like, we'd just pick it up and use that <laughs> to wax those curbs or whatever. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, it's, I, he's the first person I knew that was really good and I looked up to. So, like, it, it like, my love of skateboarding only progressed because of him just seeing the stuff that he could do at the time, man. I, it's, it's, it's only stuff that you would see on videos that you would not see in person. And that guy was doing it in front of you, you know? So Randy, if you hear this, got a major shout out for you, bud. Thanks for everything. Yeah. <laughs> And and in the whole time that you've been skating, how many boards would you say that you've been through? In the beginning, probably a lot, because it's <laughs> just like I did not know how to uh, avoid chipping the boards, because you, you you're constantly landing and then launching your board, and it hits a curb or it hits a a wall or whatever, and then. I want to say after a good year or two, you just get consistent and you don't hit your shins anymore and you don't fall as much. And yeah, it was quite a few of it at the beginning. And But like I would probably, like I said, I'm heavy footed. So I, I did not like to skate stairs for that specific reason because I just always land on that sweet spot and just bam nothing like i have to walk home or i have to beg my mom to buy me a board <laughs> it's it. and that's she's not going to shell out 45 dollars each time you know she, yeah i think she... I, I i didn't buy a board until i was in i was a freshman and that was it was my first zero board <laughs> you, you know, it's, it's funny. Is zero was one of my first boards too, 
not my very very first one. They were nice. Was, I like the logo. <laughs> yeah, they they kind of cater to like the style that I, I like because I like you know the whole rock and roll heavy metal stuff. I was into all that stuff, so, um, and that's what they had on their graphics. They had reapers and skulls and you know bloody boards or whatever. So I, I gravitated to them a lot. But if I was going to pick my first board, which I think it might have been Chad Muska's board, because he was just insanely popular at the time. And even like after the release of the first Tony Hawk Pro Skater, yep. and he was yep. he was he was on there. Man, he just blew up after that. And it was just like. Muska this and Muska that and you know Everybody Tony Hawk and to play with him. Bob Burnquist. I was like, that was a cool game. I I still love that game. I I even bought the the remake that just came out because I was just like so nostalgic for me. And um, but yeah, Tony Hawk Pro Skater helped the skateboarding industry so much because it, it, you got it in every single household. You know, and everyone's talking about it. And the only thing that I hated from the game was like some like random people yelling out the car window. So it's like, do a 900. I was like, do I got a fucking vert right here? Though? <laughs> like, how am I like, what? <laughs> it just it does not make sense. Just like, and even if I had one, no, I, I wasn't even like, Skilled enough to even attempt it. <laughs> I was just about to say, if there was, <laughs> if there was a fucking half pipe there, would you have fucking done one? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Definitely not. I, I think if I would try to attempt it, I'd be like, "Hi, my name is Steve. Welcome to Jackass." <laughs> I would have done it. I'd be like, "All right, fuck it, I'll do it." I I think I'd only get as far as just dropping in, and that's it. <laughs> like. What about yeah. you, Daddy? Would you try attempting that? Dude, I can't even ollie, dude. I just, I just <laughs> kick and push. I'll, since we talk about boards, my first board was an X Games board, though, and I never learned how to properly ride it, so I would just sit on it and just go down the driveway. <laughs> hey, man, that's that's fun too. It's it, it's not like um, how, how do I say? Because I used to do that too, you know. Because oh, yeah. I didn't, I did not know how to do anything on it, but sit on it because the, you know I couldn't balance well enough to uh, be able to ride it so i was like ah fuck it you know i just sat on it and i'll just use my hands to push myself and yeah that was fun you know it's 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 you getting introduced to something new and then you know slowly you start to like oh maybe i can stand on it let me give it a shot and it ends up working out for you you know like it's you're only as good as far as you you're willing to push yourself yeah I didn't push myself that far. And like uh, me in, this is like 97, 98 now, I'm starting to get influenced, you know, a lot. And I, I got my first hand on the very first skate video I've ever owned. And it was given to me. It was it was handed down to me. It was um, Shorty Skateboards, obviously. Musk is in the video. It's called Fulfill the Dream. And that video, I think I watched like a million times. And, um, and I had to rewind it each time so you can only imagine like. 
in your uh, Batmobile rewinder? Yeah, my uh, little red Ferrari. <laughs> yeah, the red. <laughs> so I I watched that probably the most, and then um, I got introduced to Toy Machine. Toy Machine then led to zero because of uh, Jamie Thomas. And that's who I, that's who, who I resonated with because he had the long hair. He had like, kind of like the rock and roll vibe kind of thing. And that's what I was into, you know, like most of my idols were, you know, long haired, like rock stars or whatever. And he kind of fit the mold for me. And then the music selection, that's, you know. That's what I was into. And so I kind of stuck with that. And I I have, I literally have like at least 10 zero boards right now that are, are not used. They're strictly for, uh, for me to put up on the wall. They're collectors, basically, uh, collector's items. And um, I have added two recently. And I'm happy with that. It's just like, I, I don't know if it's just in skateboarding in general, but a lot of the new trend is like, um, a bunch of, it's a bunch of throwbacks, you know, like even when with shoes or, you know, people going back to, you know, their old roots or whatever. I went back to buying the shoes that I used to skate in, like, 10, 15 years ago. That's all I'm wearing now. It's just like the old teenager again. But one that gets hurt easily. Those uh, big DC shoes? <laughs> oh, those chunky DC shoes. <laughs> the, the Osiris. Do you remember the D3s? <laughs> Dude, those still, they're still, you can still buy those. I, I actually wanted to buy a pair just to, just, just to try them out. There was, there was, scared. They were that... so bulky. <laughs> I never bought a pair, but I had a pair of hand-me-downs because, you know, at the time, you know, <laughs> it's it, what we used to do. You know, like if someone got new shoes, you kind of handed down, you know, your shoes to someone who needs them because oh, yeah. the, the, the Gritte will destroy your shoes easily. And then those Osiruses are built like a fucking tank. <laughs> you should buy some for Ralph's. You, right? <laughs> uh, you know how they say that, that like, cockroaches and like hondas are going to be the last things alive after like a nuclear bomb or whatever yeah those shoes are right there with them (laughs) they they will go to world war (laughs) five and still be skatable just uh have them build you a fucking uh (laughs) a fucking bunker made out of that material dude a bunker (laughs) right (laughs) oh man yeah, those shoes are funny, man. Yeah, dude, that that guy made so much money off that shoe, man. Because <laughs> no Danny's idea. right here buying them. Not in... I had. <laughs> I when I was starting to like get into the whole Tony Hawk thing, my mom uh, was at Mervin's, and she found like the ugliest. They were cool to me. <laughs> like they were uh, Jeff Rowley's uh, Vans, 
and they were like blue with some green and it was like a weird color and i was so hyped about it and my mom bought them on clearance it was like two dollars or some something oh sweet and the looking back those were the ugliest goddamn shoes i could ever get <laughs> you know a, a, a quick little story about the the d3s from what i heard because they had such a huge team that like they had shoe designs already set up and then the pros would just visit the office and was like oh i like this one you know put my name on it and uh this dude dave mayhew was like the last person and those are the last i think there was two two or three different pairs of, of designs and he went with the ones that everyone has you know the d3s he picked that shoe and it ended up being their best seller and it is just and the dude showed up late too it's just like oh man all the good shoes are taken like what am i gonna pick <laughs> It's the one that made him the most fucking money. That's what he picked. That's crazy. Just to think about that. But you know what? Well deserved though, because that guy is really good too. So, if anything, I mean, he deserves that. It. <laughs> I I I don't know if I can ever bring myself to ever buy because I, I never bought it. So I don't think I would ever <laughs> buy even as a joke. That's cool. I've, you know, I've had my fair share of ugly shoes as well, too. So, and I take what I can get as long as they're skatable. That is true, man. <laughs> uh, did you ever have a pair of, uh, what are they called, soaps? No. Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm totally lying. I did. I did have a pair of soaps. <laughs> they were hand-me-downs. But... The reason I didn't last long with them is because they were like a size or two bigger than than me. But I was just memory just being so excited that like at the time too, I think Jackass was just getting started or whatever. So I was like, oh, maybe I can create a skit for a video or whatever with these stupid shoes. And uh, I like chickened out. <laughs> I don't know what happened to them either. Um I'm, I actually Googled it right now because I was like, soap shoes? I've never heard of those. They're, <laughs> they're going for $265 right now on, Dang, on eBay. Wow. Shit. That's Yeah. I, I had a feeling that John would have been a kid with soaps. <laughs> it's, it's, it's literally like the early 2000s versions of like uh, those Heelys. It's basically the same thing or the same <laughs> kind of concept. You know, it's just like, oh, look, I could slide on little handrails. <laughs> or curbs or whatever, you know. It's, it's. I don't know the purpose of soap shoes or why they were made, or if there's such thing as like extreme uh, soap sports or whatever. Because I've really never seen anyone do anything crazy on them other than just like slide on a curb. <laughs> they were like the coolest thing in like two thousand. 2001 ish maybe yeah and there was this kid on my baseball team his name was vince and his parents got him the soaps and everyone was so jealous <laughs> and, and then looking back i was like man thank god i didn't have soaps man <laughs> i looked like a, a weirdo <laughs> yeah i didn't even know where to get them either like where do you buy these things the alleys in downtown la <laughs> yeah i'm sure 
They weren't soaps. They were sops. Sops. Oh man, that was so funny. They 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 kind of look like airwalks, the ones that I had that they were given to me. But I they just didn't. Airwalks. They 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 never fit me. Like I would have to like choke the hell out of them <laughs> so it can wrap around my ankles. But it's just like it was too loose for me. I was just like even for myself, you know, because I'd probably run the risk of injuring myself. But yeah, no, I. I think I, I used I them. I used them twice, and I just like <laughs> remember just telling myself like, "Why the hell did I just?" I don't know. Like, is that even fun? Like, I just could only imagine like going to a skate park and just like putting on a show of shoes and just just to get laughed at. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I like could do the, that too. Uh... There's so many trends back then, man. I just they're all coming back. <laughs> The only thing that I never got into, and I, I'm going to switch the topic just a little bit, is in, in music, is uh, the emo phase. Oh, man. So you weren't it's, a big fan of our uh, emo night? No, actually, I, I, I that was quite enjoyable. I just To me, I'm just listening to it. I'm just like, mm. I, I do remember some of those bands. <laughs> But it was just like, ah, not my cup of tea. Like, I didn't hate it. It's just not my thing, you know? I didn't make fun of it. I make fun of the people who looked emo. <laughs> but it's like, not the music itself. Because I, you know, you, you can give me whatever name. And I'm just like, yeah, I heard the name, but I don't know what they sound like. Yeah, I it's was messed up. Growing up, I was a closeted emo. Um... You still are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of, sort of. If someone says My Chemical Romance, I think of those girls with, like, the backpacks and the fingerless gloves, and I'm like, mm-hmm, no. <laughs> but, so, like... For me, the closest I got to um, any music that's emo was probably AFI, and their album was... Um, the last album that I listened to was Sing the Sorrow. And yeah, that was... That was the first time I heard something like that. You know, I'm just like, this is not them. You know, this is completely different. And I, I really like that album. It's probably one of my favorite albums. Not my number one, but it's, it to me, it's got replay value. Steve, when you when you were when you grew when you were uh, skating around and all that, you know, meeting all these different people, do you did you have anybody that you skated with that you know that got sponsored or? Did you hang around any of those guys that were sponsored? Yes, yes. yes. A lot of my friends okay. were were sponsored. Oh, wow. um, they they were more consistent than I was when it came down to like filming, like like on camera. I'm terrible. I'm like the worst one there, and I never wanted to film too much because it's like I know it, it's gonna take me like an hour to land a simple trick, you know. But yeah. Um, but if we went skating just on a hunch and not filmed, like I would do it almost instantly, and I was just like, ah, "What the hell is that, man?" It's like, it's like my my worst enemy was a kickflip. I can kickflip on flat easily. I can kickflip up a two stairs, you know, up a curb, down a curb. But if it if if I had to go off of something big, forget about it. I couldn't land any of that. It was just never gonna happen. And I'm just like, what the hell? Like, but if I did a, 
a frontside 180 kickflip, I would land that, which is remotely way harder than just a basic kickflip. And it was just, I'm just like, why can I do this, but I can't do a simple kickflip? You know, like, it's probably like one of the most easiest, at least as a skater who already knows what to do or whatever. It's, it's a basic trick, you know? And I could not do that. Uh, you know, if, if your life depended on that kickflip, RIP. <laughs> it was just not going to happen. You, you might as well call your family one last time, you know? Because <laughs> it's like, I'm not going to save you. <laughs> um, but other than that, I was good at other stuff. I was good at filming my friends. And I always caught, like, it, and, and you see it a lot in, like, these Baker videos. Because we, we'd go to, like, um, downtown L.A. And we'll, we'll go um, hit this spot. And there's a lot of homeless people there. And for some reason, every time I was filming somebody else, these crazy bums would fight. <laughs> so I would film them, you know? It's like, I point the camera at them. I was like, look, they're fighting. <laughs> So I would capture some of that stuff and like they'd get pissed off. So it's like, dude, come on, we're here to fucking film. Like we don't have all night. And 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 we would travel with a, a generator and like stand up lights because you know, sometimes the only way to hit up a certain spot in downtown is to go at night when no one's around. Damn, that's dedication, man. A generator and stand up lights. Yeah. The worst thing about a generator is getting it over a fucking fence. <laughs> It sucked. It takes like four people <laughs> to get that thing over. And you can't just chuck it over because it's just like one, I, I'd be scared that that thing would probably blow up, which I don't think <laughs> that's how it, I don't think it, that's how it works. But, uh, you know, there's always that little fear. Who knows, man? Final destination. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so it, it took sometimes three or four people to get it over. And then, like, the thing is loud as hell. So. <laughs> You kind of have to like shut it off sometimes if, if like you see lights or whatever because you you don't know like could be security could be cops and yeah I never personally got caught by a police I always ran and I always knew how to hide um and um the one time we did get caught was in Fontana and it was I think it was the school police too because we were skating a, a, a little school in Bloomington and it's in it's a very famous spot for you see it in a bunch of skate videos if you ever uh, watch these like skate videos the way that we do and we went there and it's very secluded and some kid yelled out cops 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 so You'll run and hide. So me and my other friend, we jumped the we jumped the fence, back over, and we threw our boards in the bushes. So I was like, "Hey, it's not us. We're not skating." You know, that cop knew exactly what the fuck we were doing. <laughs> he like he came in front of us. I was like, and I, I'm not even kidding. This and it was a sheriff, I believe. 
he was so chill that it was like, look, I don't care that you guys are skating in there. Just please pick up your trash and no graffiti. Like, that's all I asked for. And I was like, and we we're like, you know, I know everybody in there. You know, there's like three of my head, like just like ratting everybody out. <laughs> like all of my friends in the dirt, they're nothing like that. We just we're just here to skate, you know, and we're going to be out of here, you know, or whatever. And hey, he left us alone. He let us skate. I was kind of shocked because it's usually the opposite. Because it's like if, if you look at our crew, our um, there's blacks, Mexicans, whites. We're all mixed, and and that's because of skateboarding. You know, they brought us together, and you wouldn't believe how much diversity is in skateboarding. We don't have to say a single word to each other. The skateboarding does that for you. You know, I, I I've skated with people in Brazil, well, from Brazil, not in Brazil, uh, <laughs> from Europe, Germany. I don't understand a single word they're saying, but once you land a trick and they're like, you get impressed, it's like, whoa, you get a fist bump, you get claps, you're like, you know, a high five and that's all it takes. And, and, and no one's competing with anybody, you know, everyone's just hyping each other up and that's how it always worked, you know? So it's, I, all of my brothers, man, I just, I, I miss that, like, that camaraderie, you know? They... Well, lucky for you, man. When it was me, everybody would talk shit. <laughs> you fucking suck. He's, he's skating Mongo. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, hey, man, what do you want me to do? It's my first it's, time on know, a boat. It's, I, I don't think Mongo's that bad, like I say, but man, it is frowned upon like, you know, by a lot of people. It, it is. I, I can I see really... how, like... Like, uh, it does get in the way of, of performing flip tricks and stuff. Yes. Um, I, you know, my brother pushed Mongo too. And I, I actually, made, <laughs> he's probably the only one I ever made fun of. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, Mongo is just, how, how can I explain it? It's a very inconvenience for you. Like if you're going to set up to do a trick, it, it's going to take you at least a second or two longer to set up. That as supposed to have if you had your foot on top by the nose, you know. Yeah, I I ride uh, regular footed now, and I it's I think for me it was just getting over the fear of falling forward. Like if you're gonna fall, you're gonna fall. Oh well. Yeah, and you know, and that's another thing too. You can't be afraid to fall because you know it's gonna happen. You know, it's just you just gotta <laughs> hope that it's not a bad one. And um, I'm a little bitch. I'll, if I, I, I'm always scared of falling. <laughs> John I, still I, wears the uh, <laughs> wrist guards. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you have to, man. You ever I mean, wear shit? I, you, you, you ever wear the shin guards as well? Dude, I'll be fully covered in protective Bubble gear wrap. if I have to. <laughs> One of my friends. Who he used to play soccer a lot. He would wear shin guards every time he went skating. I'm like, <laughs> like really? Like it's like, like I know it's painful, but like, man, shin guards. I don't know. I feel like they would bother me. I'll cry, dude. That shit hurts. 
and, and I know knee pads protect your knee, but it's like, as like someone who skates street, they get in the way. Definitely for me, at least I, I can't, I can't pull that off. Like it just bugs me too much. Well, yeah, Tony then... Hawk can do it. You can, man. <laughs> oh, well, there's a reason why he's him and I'm me. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> he stuck to the, the vert guns. One thing I'm surprised it never came about was like the like an ankle guard for people that rode the little razor scooters as kids. <laughs> right. Damn. I can't imagine taking one of those to the ankle. We used to um, try to do those like, what do you call it? The, what's that term? The wheel spin or whatever. Mm-hmm. And... Um, we would just eat shit. I'm just like, I don't know how, like, I have, like, the perfect balance on a skateboard, but when it comes to a scooter, it's like, I, I can't hold on to that thing for dear life. And and then they were all made of metal, so it's, like, even more fearful for my shins. Well, yeah, man, it's a dangerous weapon. A dangerous, God, no dangerous kid's weapon. <laughs> Yeah, but not, now you see people in L.A. riding them on the street in those little big bird uh, and lime scooters. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see that a lot. Even Those little, I... little four-inch wheels, and then you hit a pothole, you're done. I think I did that once, and then the back wheel collapsed. <laughs> and I was what? like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, what happened? Yeah. What? What's... Uh... Now, what's what do you think it's like more embarrassing, you wiping out on the skateboard, or you just like completely wiping out on a scooter, like in front of people? Oh man, the scooter. Yeah, scooter. Because it's because <laughs> you're it's just, just holding like, on. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah. it's like, oh, he's lame, but he's even more lame because he slammed on a scooter. <laughs> like I slammed on a scooter once. Um. But it was going down a hill. I went. I found like the steepest hill, and I told my cousin, "Record me going down this hill." And I hit like maybe about twenty-five miles an hour on the scooter, and I started getting speed wobbles. So I like bailed. Not the brightest idea. And I just did like <laughs> that... a tumble, like just down the hill. And he was just laughing, and I was all bloodied up. And then I just grabbed the camera and said, "I'm deleting this. No one's ever <laughs> gonna see this." Yeah, you know. For us, it was kind of hard because it was those like mini tapes or whatever, so there was no deleting. <laughs> I mean, you could record over it, but that's if uh, whosever camera you had would even allow it. But yeah, there I've had some pretty embarrassing moments myself. Like something simple, like you could even like trying to impress like a chick at a park or whatever, and then. A little rockets in your way, and you just go face first. <laughs> like, oh shit, I'm gonna sit down. That was. I never had thing. that luxury. <laughs> I was always safe, careful. I'm a hypochondriac, man. I I, I get scared for everything. That's that is a little true. A so, little. <laughs> I had a I had a quick question. So, like, when someone busts out an acoustic guitar, the most annoying thing they could do is play Wonderwall. <laughs> I was going to just say that. What is the most annoying thing a skater can do? 
that even other skaters get annoyed of? Um, do a hard flip for some reason <laughs> in the in the beginning. Hard flip, it, they're not really hard. <laughs> it's just the name of it. They're actually pretty easy to do, but for the most part, people who didn't skate because of Tony Hawk Pro Skater, because you know, you look at the little score bar and it says oh hard flip a thousand points you know so hard flip was probably one of the most main thing in the beginning like do a hard flip i was like dude you don't even know what it looks like like (laughs) why am i gonna do it for you come on just do it it's like i should just if i could just go back and just you know put my hat on the floor and it's like you want a hard flip fucking tip me I'll do do as many as you want, as long as you tip me. I'd bail out on that. (laughs) (laughs) Halfway up, I'm I'm down, dude. I won't be able to do the full flip. Real quick, Steven, from uh, one of our listeners, Oscar, was asking um, if Avril Avril Lavigne's song Skater Boy was about you. (laughs) I'm going to tell you a really funny story. I actually met Avril Lavigne, but I never knew who she was because I was like, I was always out and I didn't stay at home, watch MTV or whatever, or listen to the radio because I had my own music already. And the way that I met her is through a field trip I took in high school. And um, we went to Burbank to go to the NBC studios because they were going to show us how, like, they worked the backstage, how, <laughs> you know, worked the PA systems and stuff like that. And then they're, I don't know, it's just me and my other friend who were in the same class. It was his idea. He's like, hey, let's go over here. So we wandered off from the group. So these they didn't even bother looking for us because we were gone for two hours. So they didn't even know that we were gone. And we went to go, we found these guys who were working on props. They were like cutting down wood and stuff like that. So I was like, hey, let's go ask them like how much it will cost for them to build us a ramp, you know? We're like, okay, fuck it. Let's go ask. You know, this is a field trip, right? We're here to learn. <laughs> so we go ask them and I, I, I think they were giving us a BS answers or whatever. So then like, um, of course, in high school, you get your taste of the, you know, your cigarettes or whatever. So we go to the parking lot to go look for cigarettes. And uh, lo and behold, she was there by herself at the time. And I had no idea who she was. And they they were rehearsing that day for, uh, they were going to play that song specifically as well. And, and, I, I, and I felt bad because I was like, oh, I don't know who the fuck you are. Like, just give me one of your cigarettes, you know? So she was smoking a cigarette, and she was actually pretty cool. You know, she was. But if you, I don't remember what we were talking about, but we were like, we asked her for a cigarette, and she didn't even bother asking how old we were either. <laughs> and they turned out to be Canadian cigarettes. So I was like, eh, whatever. I was gonna say, were they like maple flavored cigarettes? Cause <laughs> right. Yeah. I didn't even they know were... she was Canadian, to be honest. Yeah, you know, I found out. <laughs> Because then, you know, I went home that night and I started, you know, um, I went on the computer, dial up, you know, took forever. <laughs> um, and I started, you know, researching or, or looking her up. I was like, oh, that's her. And 
I told somebody about that, and I was like, "You don't know who Avril Lavigne is?" So you had that song, like Skater Boy. I was like, "Like, I'm like, first of all, don't ever say that word again." <laughs> and I'm just like, "Like, what song? Like, why? Why don't I know this person, or why haven't I heard about this person?" And then uh, I waited. I, I think it aired that night, and I was like, "Oh." So this is that song. It's terrible. But secretly okay. you were in love with it. I, you know, I I don't think I've ever listened to that whole song ever. Uh, other than, <laughs> you know, when, uh, when the store plays it, you know. <laughs> oh, what, kind of, what kind of cigarette did Avril Lavigne smoke? Was it like a, a light, a mild, a heavy, a menthol? Uh, no, I think it might have been light because it, it didn't have a brown tip. But it, it was kind of long, a little unusual, not like, you know, your 100s. It was a little longer than that. And, um, yeah, and then, like, so we're, we're smoking these cigarettes, right? And then this is, like, at the tail end of the, of the field trip. And they our, our teacher and all the students go to the parking lot and we're like, oh, shit. And like I threw it like behind a fence, <laughs> and I'm just like <laughs> trying to hide the smell somehow. It's like we're like we're definitely not where we're supposed to be. And um, you, I think because there was way too many people, um, he didn't focus on us, or he for, he completely forgot about us because he never said anything to us. And um, the other kids that were with us, they knew who she was. So they were like finding like pieces of paper to for them to get her autograph or whatever. And then um, I don't know if you remember this trend where like they had a bunch of little like little black bracelets that you would put on your wrist. They were like rubber or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So she had a ton of those and she was handing that out and stuff like that. And I was just like, I think she gave me one, but I'm just like, what the fuck am I going to do with this? Like, I'll just I don't know if I threw it away or whatever, <laughs> but it's just like. It just wasn't my thing, so I'm just like I, I don't want it. I mean, I you gave me what we were uh, craving, you know, which is just a smoke. And um, yeah, that that was how I met her, <laughs> but, and I never thought that like I would meet someone that famous without even knowing, you know. Usually and, happens, and. Some who was it? Someone told me I was lying, and I was like, "She's gonna be on Jay Leno tonight." This is the person I met. I don't know who she is, but I hear that you know she's all over the radio or whatever. And uh, they didn't believe me until they saw that episode of Jay Leno. They was like, "Oh, you probably already knew because he said he was gonna." I was like, "No, like, dude, why do I? I don't even care, you know, like." It's... <laughs> <laughs> like I don't, I don't listen to this music. I don't care. I was just trying to tell you how my day went. You still listen to Warehawk? Well, I'm kind of forced to when you're at work because <laughs> it it comes on like every hour on the hour. They don't play RuPaul. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, because that's what we would listen to when we were at Victoria's Secret. Oh yeah, but you know what? <laughs> You, 
you learn to block it out of your head because the only time <laughs> you're going to get reminded of it is when someone tells you, oh, this is your favorite song, huh? And then you're like, oh, shit. Here it comes. <laughs> Just give them the, the Bane voice and they'll not fuck with you anymore, dude. <gasps> and this gives you power over me? <laughs> Oh man, good times. You know, yeah. one time I, I uh, walked into John playing Nickelback. <laughs> and, and he goes, Oh, it just came on, it just came on. I had a friend who loved Nickelback, but the whole entire time he thought that their name was pronounced Nickel Bag, like, you know, like Nickel Bag. <laughs> and I'm just like, Dude, like, what like are you saying you want a nickel bag or like 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 no it's like i like nickel nickel bag it's like yeah like i do too you know like but then you know i'll say oh it's it's nickel back you idiot like what are you talking about? Like, like how do you get nickel bag i don't know I, that was pretty funny I, like i mean I mean, it's written right in front of their album. Like, how do you not know? I, I never really... I, I know, like, the catchy few things, but, like, I, I've never... It's another thing I never bothered with, you know, because it just wasn't my type of music. And, again, I didn't hate it, but, you know, just not my thing. I, I will say the best thing that Nickelback did was uh, that song on Spider-Man. With, uh, <laughs> with Josie, with Josie I was just going to say that, <laughs> You know he's he's got an ongoing beef with uh, Corey Taylor. Yeah, I'll take Corey I, Taylor any day though. Oh yeah, no, juice without a doubt. I didn't, I didn't really get into his music till like way after like because the Slipknot was just not my thing. But I mean, I I think he's a good singer when he like actually sings, you know, not when he looks. Screaming or whatever, um, and I and here's another thing too. I also met Corey Taylor, but this was in 2011. I I was fortunate enough to uh, get tickets to the Guitar World first annual roast of Zach Wild. Oh wow. Yeah, so I was there, and like I don't know if you guys um, ever seen Wayne's World. You know when they're like backstage and they're showing their passes or whatever. If that was me, I was doing the exact same thing. <laughs> like I was like, because when we got there, so the whole thing is is like the only way to get tickets is you had to sponsor the event. And my wife, uh, she still works uh, with the, this insurance company. She asked her bosses like, "Hey, can you sponsor this?" event so that I can buy tickets for my husband. It was a it was a surprise Christmas gift for me, you know. And yeah, that's awesome. the boss was like, yeah, sure, you know. I had to pay I think she only paid like five hundred dollars too. Jesus. So it wasn't it was it wasn't bad, dude. It was <laughs> it uh I had a private seating um dinner and it was an open bar. So I had unlimited of anything that I wanted. <laughs> and um, so when we got there, 
and it was at the Grove of Anaheim. Um, there was like fans who knew about it, and they let some in, but not all of them. And we thought that we had to wait in line. And then they saw our passes. Like, what are you guys doing? You you guys got to go to the front of the line, man. Like, like really? Like, yeah, you, you guys got the VIP passes. I'm like, oh shit. Okay, so we go in there. Man, I was just starstruck because it was. You could not believe the, the people that were in there, and I was just like, there's no, boundaries. You can go and shake their hands and have a conversation with them, and uh. Corey Taylor was one of them, and I was just like, I didn't want to like, because I wasn't a big fan, but I was like, oh shit, it's Corey Taylor, like, he just walked right past me, <laughs> it's just like, and then um, Duff McKagan was there too, and I, I'm a big like Guns N' Roses fan, so I like immediately recognized him, and it, it was so awkward as well, too, because, you know, with all the the booze that was taking because of the open bar, I had to take frequent trips to the bathroom. <laughs> and uh, the only other urinal that was, like, not busted was next to this guy. And, you, you know, it's this unwritten rule in the book where you don't look at the guy next to you. I didn't look down if, you know, just <laughs> get that out of the way. But it's just like, he he had like this like rock star, like blonde hair or whatever. And I just like, I took a peek to my left. I was like, holy shit, that's Delphine McKagan. I was like, okay, I said that pretty loud. He's right next to me. <laughs> and like, he did, the, not that I cared because he didn't, he didn't wash his hands, but like, he uh, gave me a, 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 a tap in my shoulder. I was like, dude, Duff McKagan just gave me like a, a pat in the shoulder. It's kind of disgusting because he was just, you know, taking a piss. <laughs> he and, just his ads on you. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, I'm just like, I don't know if I should like be proud of that. But like, man, I never thought I would meet Duff McKagan. I could just see him like look at you, tap you on the shoulder and go, nice cock, kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Man. I take that compliment, shit. <laughs> Speaking of open bars, I don't know if, if John's ever told you about his 21st birthday. But no. uh, we uh, we got together for his 21st birthday. We went to, uh, what was it, BJ's. We we started at BJ's, had a couple rounds. John was already a little buzzed. And we go to this this place called Besso. And uh, it's out in, was it, is it West Hollywood, John? Or just Hollywood, Hollywood? <laughs> uh, Which one was it? Besso. It wasn't Bessel. What the hell is that? Yeah, it was the one that that uh, even Longoria. Anyways, so there's an open no, bar. No, it wasn't that one. And and Jar I mean, John uh, says, "Hey, can you get me a drink at the bar? Can you get me a, a vodka and cran apple?" <laughs> and I was like, "What?" And I kind of I kind of grew up in Pasadena because my my grandma lived there and I was always there. So I go to the bar, and. I ordered this thing and I looked back at John. I go, "Can I get a vodka cran apple?" And the guy's like shaking a, <laughs> shaking a, a martini together. And he goes, "Hey, hey, Bill, this guy just asked for a vodka cran apple." 
He must be from like Pasadena or something. And I was like, son of a bitch. And like he said it all loud for everyone at the bar to stare at me. And John's just laughing like if he knew it was going to happen. Well, who the hell orders a vodka cred apple? Uh, you apparently, but you made me do it. That actually sounds pretty good, to be honest. But... Doesn't sound too bad. And then we had to make a quick escape and John ended up running into the uh, the thing that lets the cars in and out of the parking garages. He clotheslined himself with that. Oh, man. Those were good times, man. But that fucking vodka cran apple, dude. Every time I see cran apple at the store, I get fucking angry. I'm like, I actually <laughs> got one the other day. Vodka cran I'm going to do that one as soon as like, I get courage enough to like go into these bars and not worry about stupid COVID thing I'm gonna be like hey give me a fuck of crown apple and that same fucking he's gonna 86 go, you keep it keep it coming there you go hey Bill, this guy's from Pasadena man <laughs> he's, he's like I'm gonna be double fisting too <laughs> so, dude, there's no ugh I don't think my gut can handle that anymore. Yeah, we don't drink like that anymore, man. We're it's like Time one to... or two drinks and that's it. I'm done for that. Uh, yeah, it all depends on who you're with as well. Yeah. Because there's but... there's always that one dude who could like hold his shit together and just like, oh no, cure. Another round. I'm like, okay. You know, shit. like I got bills. Like... I can't I can't buy that many. Yeah, but there's always that guy that's always buying for everyone, and it's like I I don't know where the money comes from, but he's just like, he, and, and like you go to this bar saying, "This is how many I'm gonna drink, no more than that," but somehow this guy convinces you to, to take eighteen shots of tequila or whatever, and tequila is not my thing. I will refuse tequila from any other person, but this guy just. Tequila shots. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, you're buying, so why not? And I just instantly regret it when I get home. <laughs> I had a, I had to save one of my friends from getting his ass beat by like this six foot six marine guy versus like someone who's like five foot four. <laughs> just like, like, what are you doing? Like, I'm trying to live, man. This guy's a fucking fighter. He's a killer, man. Yeah. And, and you know what? And I think they like purposely look for that kind of shit. Like they're waiting for somebody to give him an excuse to to use uh their abilities, I guess. I, I mean I have a lot of respect. <laughs> I have a lot of respect for these marine guys because it's like, hey, you know, they're the ones um uh, you know, putting their life on the line for us, you know, but they can't be douchebags. If they are, then I don't care for them. Some people come back from basic training way too intense. Like, relax. You went to basic training. <laughs> yeah, like cool it off. I can still kick your ass. <laughs> but, you know, but I've always uh, been the one who had to defend my friends from like impending doom. It's like. 
like, cool it, man. The guy's only like five foot one, and he's like, he's drunk. He's like, come on, do you really want to pick a fight with some someone who's like two and a half feet shorter than you are? <laughs> that it doesn't seem like much, but you know, they're killing machines, you know. You have any more questions for Steven? Yeah, I actually do. I have one. And then, I, and then maybe we can get to the song of the day, maybe after this one. Um, would you rather uh, stick a toothpick <laughs> in between your, your toe and your toenail and kick a wall as hard as you can? <laughs> what the fuck? Or get a bunch of paper cuts randomly all over your body and then jump into a pool of lemon juice? <laughs> um... Probably the paper cut and lemon juice. Why? <laughs> it's probably it's probably something. I'd, I'd probably send that in as an audition for Jackass the movie or something. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, I want my fifteen minutes of fame. You know, that was uh, that was the right answer, and you get yourself a free drink from Ralph's, <laughs> a free Starbucks drink. Starbucks. I didn't know mankind had three personas. <laughs> <laughs> or or uh, the Dudley Boys. Three D. Yeah. yeah, man, those are the. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we and, still and, you know, to this day talk about that shit. Yeah, it, and and even you would like remind me of like some of the stuff. I was like, oh shit, I forgot about that. I was like, oh, that's right. <laughs> Hey, did you guys hear about Scotty Too Hotty? Yeah, he 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 passed, right? Did he? Did he? I didn't know that. I thought he was back on drugs. Well, yeah, I think he OD. That that was that was a thing. Oh man, no, he's still alive. Isn't Wait, he? oh, is he? Oh, no, no, the other guy. What what was the other guy's name? Yeah, he was I... uh, he was Jerry the King Lauder's son. Jerry. Do you know what I'm talking about? Scotty Too Hotty and well, no, Grandmaster Sexy. Yeah, that guy. He, yeah, he, passed. he. I'm sorry. Yeah, he passed. He that guy OD. I didn't like, know that was Jerry Lawler's son. Yeah, it was his son. I just like you know, I when I found out, I started <laughs> I like, I, I googled it and I started looking at the stem and I was like, yeah, dude, they he basically looked now alike. You know, that. yeah, they do look alike. He just uh, didn't have that. Uh, Memphis accent, I guess. Oh. <laughs> God. Every time we play Rocket League uh, and we get scored on, John would go, Bog Hall! <laughs> <laughs> or I'll have it ready on YouTube after just playing it. <laughs> just, uh, yeah. those, were all, those were all memories, man. Brings back so much fun, just good memories. It's Probably like the most quotable thing in wrestling <laughs> as well. What what I what I would remember about Thursday Night SmackDown is whenever it would end and they'd still keep fighting. Yeah, and yeah. It would just randomly just turn on to Seinfeld. <laughs> it, would just, it would just be all like oh man they're killing him oh man my god get him out of there and then it would just turn to Seinfeld and... you know I used to <laughs> I used to have to go to my aunt's house 
to be able to watch it because we didn't have cable. And my parents didn't like us watching that because of the whole violence thing or whatever. And so, like, when we finally did get cable, it was direct TV. <laughs> and the guy who set it up for us, he set up the VCR with the direct TV. And so, like, oh, yeah. So I would pop in a tape and record it once it starts. So then, if my parents walked in, they're like, no, turn this shit off. You're not going to watch none of this stuff or whatever. You know, it's still recording and we would turn off the, we would leave the box on and then just, you know, the next day we had a whole episode of Monday Night Raw waiting for us. So we never missed it for that reason. It was always for SmackDown. Uh, I, I didn't watch Raw. Yeah, at the time, uh, I think they had just promoted SmackDown and then it, I, I think it used to come on on Thursdays. Yeah, there's yeah. a nice SmackDown. Yeah, and um, but I, I was just such a like a loyal like no nah, that SmackDown's for the weaker people. Raw is where it's at, you know. Like if it was like Raw versus SmackDown, I'd always pick Raw over SmackDown because I felt like it was more intense on Raw than it was on SmackDown. But even though the wrestling was so much better on SmackDown than it was on Raw. It was the storylines, man. Yeah, there's just there's more technical wrestling, which I love till this day. I even like I follow these uh this page where um these guys just they spot out all the botches where they mess up, and you're like, oh, like fuck, I I've never would have seen that, you know, like thinking about it when I was a kid, and it's so funny because it's just people missing their cues or missing their bumps and then you see you know the you can see a guy with a blade just jabbing at his forehead you know to get to get the i'm just like okay how did i not see that because i first i thought that was real you know like oh shit like he hit him with the chair and i was busted all open you know like i always wonder how they did that and i was like oh they were blading i did not know that so it's like I was I was this years old when I found out they were blading them themselves. <laughs> and, and the funny thing is that the the sweat creates um, the blood to look more intense because it starts to run down like crazy. But it's 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 the blood mixed with the sweat that's coming down their faces that makes it look like they're bleeding profusely. You know. Yeah, you did um, talk to me about that. I was like, oh, you're right. This yeah. guy's smart. Even though they do blade and everything, there's some things that are just like uh, still impressive. Like when uh, what's his face, Jeff Hardy was hanging on from the the <laughs> the belt, and then I don't forget if it was Edge or Christian just like speared him just in mid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that. Yeah, that was Edge. <laughs> I I always wonder if that was like planned or anything because I was like, yo, what the hell? Like, did I just see that? Like, that was intense. Or like when uh, mankind got thrown off the cage, and it's just like, dude, that's that's not a small drop. That's a big drop. So I, I the funny, I, I saw that um, an interview with the Undertaker. He said that mankind had told him to throw him over the the you know off the fence or or the the top of the cage, it's to say. And he's like, no, I don't know if I'm gonna do that because it's just like I don't think I want to commit murder in front of like. 
these thousands of people, right? And and for, he didn't want to do it, but somehow he convinced him to. And like, you gotta sell it, man. Yeah, no, I I don't think he needed to sell that. <laughs> <laughs> I think him just flying down was good enough. <laughs> man, as that, and the funny that they said that the the top of the hell in the cell wasn't supposed to uh, break through. It was supposed to be <laughs> supposedly it was supposed to be reinforced. And yeah, no one's gonna go through that. So that pile driver spot at the top where he like flipped him over or whatever and or no no that was a choke slam, right? That's what that was. He choke slammed them. Ah, dude, imagine if they would have like rehearsed that before. <laughs> it's like <laughs> he would have like, yeah, dude. dude, like there would be no match, like literally, like he would just like Man, and, and it was the the thing that cut his lip open was the chair that hit him on the way down. Because they had the chair on, on the top of the cage. So when he went through, it like somehow flipped into his face. And he it, it cut the bottom of his lip and broke his tooth. <laughs> yeah, his tooth ended up in his nose. Yeah. From the pictures that they have. Yeah, you just you just see his, his tooth sticking out from his nose and then his you see the gash under his uh chin or his lip. He yeah. Ah. I, I feel bad for that guy, man. He got he got fucked I, up on that I show. I know. I think he's like a masochist, dude. He loves. <laughs> he's a glutton for abuse, dude. The whole yeah. fucking the tax in the back and everything. No. Oh way. man, that's he loves it. To, I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how anyone could put themselves through that, man. Just <laughs> just to to sell out venues. That's too much. Uh-uh. <laughs> it feels so bad laughing, but oh man, it's so funny. I, you know, like he's got like hip surgery ever since, and he doesn't walk the same anymore. Obviously, because he just like basically knocked out twenty years of his life. <laughs> um, but like when when I see him on TV, like because they have this new show called Treasures or something like that, and that's it's pretty fun. It's a pretty good show. Uh, you know, they look for these memorabilias that the WWE does not have, but they want them to be able to display them once they have everything, you know? So they're going to these uh, fans' houses where they own these memorabilia, right? So And they're kind of trying to buy them out for, you know, the stuff. And, and some of these guys do, do not want to let it go. But, like, they're, like youtubers or whatever so it's like well i'll give it to you for four for four thousand but you also have to like you know come watch a you know a taping of the wrestlemania or whatever and we you know they're gonna put it on youtube or whatever you know be a, a guester for uh their uh youtube channel and he agreed to it <laughs> i'm just like oh okay well dude, that's pretty cool i guess but, I'm gonna find some thumbtacks and I'm gonna call the WWE and say, "Hey, uh, you make, make <laughs> got some of those thumbtacks." <laughs> so, so the, they were in search of the original Mister Sacco. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. the 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 first one was uh, where he visited Vince McMahon in the hospital. They oh, were searching yeah. for that. One. They were searching for that. Was the very first one. 
So they need they wanted to get that one, but they weren't ever able to find that. But they did find um, an original one, like from like then. So I was like, I thought that was pretty cool. I thought you know I I was so hoping that that they would find it because like jeez, oh, I, I wonder if it's like yellow already or. So <laughs> <laughs> like, Yeah. <laughs> it's like you could stack it up on the desk. Someone's kid found it and just was like, yeah. yeah it's, it's just a normal a, sock. Yeah, it's, in, it's got a mouth on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been in someone's mouth. All right, I can do that. Oh. Good times, oh. man. I, I miss the old uh, WWF. Yeah, I can't really watch it now, dude. So yeah, exactly. st- stuff like that kind of keeps me entertained, you know, because it, it reminds me because it's like, oh, my God. Yeah, that's right. That did happen. You know, and um, that, and I love watching the all the botches. It's so funny. It's like there's some that are funny who like wrestlers that oversell a move, and then some that do the move a little too intense, where they it looks like they nearly killed a man in front of like fifteen thousand people. It's like, but no one, <laughs> no one would know it because you think it's part of the act, right? So you're like, you look at it, I was like, no, that was real. Like that, you know, like that video I sent you the other day where, where uh, Roddy, uh, Roddy Piper punches Goldust in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that was a real punch. That was pure hatred towards that man. Yeah, <laughs> we were we were talking about that. It's like, I was like, I, I heard that he was like having like, I guess he was like fucking with him that whole day or something. Mm-hmm. And he just was like fucking asshole, you know what? I'm gonna put you in your place. <laughs> those, yeah, dude. I feel bad for Goldust, that he was a, a classic fucking wrestler, but <laughs> I feel bad for that. Dude, he like he like let him have it. He hit him so hard. <laughs> I just cannot believe. Like <laughs> when I first watched that as a kid, I'm just like, oh, okay, that's just part of the act. And then now that I'm older and I know better, and I'm just like, dude, that the, he had power behind that punch. Like he let him have it. <laughs> that was he didn't hold back. Uh, there was a thing we used to do when me and John worked at Victoria's Secret together. We would get on the headsets, and the headsets were usually, you know, to say, "Hey, someone's stealing," and we would get on them and we would just go, "Gold dust," <laughs> <We'd> just whisper it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I catch myself doing that shit from time to time. I'll be bre- inhaling all fucking long and then just go dust. <laughs> and I'll do the hand movements and everything. Oh my god. Then he got fucking electrocuted. And then he had the stutter. <laughs> if, if, there, if there's ever a, a charity wrestling match, Danny, and you and I fight. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick your ass, dude. Nah, dude. I'll, I'll kick you right in the shin. Bam! Shatter that. I'm gonna get a two by four and smack you in the back. <laughs> I'll be like, throw me over the five freeway. <laughs> oh man! No! <laughs> Come on, we gotta sell it. <laughs> now, if, if if that were to happen, I, I would want to fight Danny and Ralph's. And just start chugging milk. No, like, like Stone uh, Coasty Boston. <laughs> <and Bucky T. laughs> 
he chug a beer right afterwards. <laughs> well, how 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 crazy would that be, dude? If you were just working self checkout and you just saw two dudes fighting in the aisles with the camera crew just following them. Fucking, I want probably in on it. Probably, <laughs> I I I probably like get on the all fours like uh, Matt Hardy. I was like, come on, use my back for leverage, you know. <laughs> I choke slam them on the on the fucking the belt, the conveyor belt right there. Forgot the cash register. I'd be, uh, I hit them with the uh, with one of those um the Swanton bomb. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, those uh, hand baskets. <laughs> like uh, you just watch that thing explode on the back of their heads. <laughs> do you uh do you watch any other uh wrestling organizations um i did a lot of uh i haven't for a long time but um i like to watch new japan uh, aew has been actually a really good promotion so far because they're you know they're going back to the roots you know like yeah. how stuff should i want not say should be but like more entertaining way like i mean because they don't have the limitations yeah. and um the one thing that i heard that the wrestlers in, at a aew have they have insurance they have health care so like if they get hurt it's not coming out of their pockets yeah so um, it's like i thought that was pretty cool are you are you familiar with uh every time i die Yes. Band. Yes. Uh, Andy Williams, the guitar player, is, is uh, what's I forgot his name, the Butcher, and in AEW. Oh no shit! Yeah, I had no idea. I because I, I go to, I watch it from time to time when I get a chance. I'm usually at work, but I'll I'll catch the highlights like here and there. Like, you know, if I'm able to watch it, I'll watch it. It's, it's um, it's only because uh. The new era of WWE had how it's so terribly watered down, and I'm just like I just like kind of completely lost interest in it. But hearing that the you know this promotion is kind of like hey, we're here, and you're not gonna take us out like you know WCW or whatever. Yeah, and and I think it's drawing more people towards that uh, promotion. Because it's like everyone's sick of what they're seeing in the WWE right now. Because it's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible yeah. shit. And then uh, Billy Corgan took over. Yeah, uh, that's right. NWA, right? No, I, I think it was uh, Impact. NWA. <laughs> it, 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 it was Impact Wrestling. It was TNA. No, he was, was he was uh, the president of TNA, and then he ended yeah he ended up buying Impact. Yeah, you know it's so funny because like, I, I remember like just like channel surfing, and I was just like, you know, there's a wrestling zone. I was like, oh, okay, wrestling, and I'll I'll watch for a few minutes, and if it's entertaining, I'll keep watching. And then, I, you know, I, I was like, is that Billy Corgan? I was like, no, that can't be him. Like, there's no <laughs> way this guy is into like 
you know, like if you listen to his like music and lyrics and stuff like that, I'm like, nah, this this guy's not into this like fucking wrestling stuff, you know. And I was like, eh, and he's chubby, you know, like that's not him. <laughs> and it, <laughs> yeah, as soon as I heard him talk, I'm like, shit, that is him. Like, what the fuck? He started singing 1979. <laughs> no, he did the Vince. He did the uh, Vince McMahon strut down the. the... <laughs> no, he did the fucking Shane, the Shane O'Mac. Yeah, yeah, I was just gonna say that he should just probably done the Shane O'Mac dance. <laughs> That's so funny. I that, that man, that was so weird. I just I never thought that like he would be a fan of wrestling, you know. Because it's just like his music is just kind of like shows who you are, I guess, as a person. And um, even though his ex bandmates claim him to be a fucking douchebag, I mean, well, I'm he still... probably wanted to wrestle them all the time. Right, right. Oh, stop, <laughs> Billy. <laughs> we got to rehearse. Billy Gunn. <laughs> I, I would I would pay Mr. to see Ass. him and uh, him and uh, was it Jimmy from Smashing Pumpkins and a Hell in a Cell right there. <laughs> right. Oh my God. You know I met Chris Jericho there too at that um, at the roast of Zach Wild. He was there. He was one of the guys roasting him. That makes sense because he's he's what he's in Fozzy, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh man, like I got to meet Chris Jericho too. Shit. And I had a very, very cool, long conversation with Scott Ian. That guy is so cool. That guy can talk forever. He can talk about comic books. He can talk about guitars. And he can talk about the way he uh, stomps his fucking foot every time he's playing. I don't know if you ever seen him, like, when he's, like, playing guitar, he's kind of, like, doing these hard riffs. And he's, like, kind of, like, marching or whatever. Yeah, he's just, like, I... he's, like, stomping the ground. I seen it in I'm the just, in the Bring the Noise video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He that's like one of the things that he does. On I think that's the only person that I know that does that. And I asked him, I was like, "Dude, tell me, does your feet hurt after doing that like all night?" And he just started laughing at me. I was like, "No, it doesn't." Like, <laughs> he said, those boots are very well supported. It does some doctor shows then? Yes, Scott Ian, yeah. like you say, he can talk about anything. He's a really versatile guy because he's in a band with two of the guys from Fallout Boy, and like Anthrax and Fallout Boy, they uh, don't really seem like they mesh well, but their band's pretty good. Yeah, I, you know, I, he's done a lot of uh, man. What other band that he was with that was really good? I didn't like the guy, the singer, because I, I felt like he was kind of racist. <laughs> Uh, was it Static X? No. No, I don't know. Oh, shit. I haven't heard that name in so long. <laughs> I was, I was oh, thinking, my God. I was thinking Long Red Beer, and I thought Wayne Static for a second. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Wisconsin guy. Death Trip. Yeah, so he's into comic books a lot, So and he's got his own like um, thing going on, too. And um, Zach Wild made fun of him for that. That was pretty funny. But yeah, he got his ass handed to him that night. It was <laughs> so funny. 
Um, I have to watch it. I don't think I. I, I think it, it, it's it'll be on YouTube, right? I yeah, if, I'm sure of it. If you go to my Instagram, you'll probably find that. Like this is like at the beginning stages where video was being introduced to Instagram, so you could only record for so long. Like yeah, 10, 10 or fifteen seconds or whatever that was. So I have a little short clip in my Instagram, and I have I have a photo with Scotty in as well, and I think I have one with Zach Wild. And I'm just like, that was probably one of the best nights I had, even though like. No music was played. No band was playing. It was just, you know, strictly like comedy. And it was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, John, you can you can watch it for free on 963theblaze.com. <laughs> Miss Alo- Jesus. What is that? That's uh, Missouri's rock station, The Blaze. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, fuck. even uh, Steel Panther was there. Oh. Yeah, yeah, they, they were. Jesus. They they. They did a. It was a video recording, though. They weren't physically there, but uh, they were making fun of him about Lita Ford, and and they were. I think they said something about Lita Ford pussy chunks being on his beard or whatever. (laughs) It was pretty funny. I can't remember how the skit went, but it was pretty funny. And um. Even Stone Cold did a video appearance as well, and his was about hygiene because uh, apparently Zach Wild was not uh, fond of like shampoo, deodorant, and all that stuff. So, That's nasty, man. Yeah, yeah, a lot of those rock guys look crusty, but yeah, no, I, I think that was probably his younger years as well too. So it's. When I held his hand, he didn't smell. <laughs> <laughs> he smelled like roses. He's, he, he smelled like pinch harmonics. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. It, it was fun. I, that was probably one of my favorite nights with, that no music was involved in. Right, but, um, so to wrap it up, uh, yeah, we usually have everyone pick a song. It could be any song. Uh, what would be your one song to pick? You know, it's I, I know I'm a big metalhead and I love metal and stuff like that, but I also like a lot of different types of music. But if I had to pick one song, and it's probably my favorite one, and it's like I could always listen to it without having to get sick of it, is uh, Everlong by Foo Fighters. Ooh. I All never right. get sick of that song. That's one of my favorite songs. All right, so here comes the big question. Are we doing uh, album version or acoustic? Album version. Okay, awesome. It, you know, just like, uh, we, I'm not sure if it's Nirvana or, or Jimi Hendrix. There's like two different versions of the song, but it feels like it's two different songs because of the way it's played. And that's how I feel about this one. I, These two versions of Everlong, I feel like they're two different songs. Yeah. Because of the emotions you get out of the both of them, you know. So, but I've always resonated with the um, the album version only because it's 
I feel like it's more intense, but also the acoustic version is a little more powerful. Yeah, that you is can true. Feel an, an emotion with the acoustic version. There's yeah, there's way there's the emotions is just like it's all there. And you know, I was thinking since since this is such a long podcast and John's never picked a song, John, do you want to add another song? Should I add another song? I th- I think I think from now on, I think everyone should have one song. Like everyone on the podcast. I think that yeah, we could probably like all three of us or something. Yeah, because if they're gonna sit through a two-hour podcast, they could sit through nine minutes of music. <laughs> so <laughs> all right. Um. Sure. Yeah, I would like to pick. Uh, it's a Beatles song. And it's called "In My Life." Oh, that's a goodie. It is. I like it. Hopefully, our uh, listeners feel the same. All right. Because they know the Beatles. Exactly. Like whoever doesn't like the Beatles, fuck them. Uh, "Kiwi" by Harry Styles. Steve, thank you for joining us. Awesome, Stephen. Well, thank you so much, sir. You have yourself a good night. And um. Don't party too hard. I'm too old for that stuff, but yeah. Thanks. Until we meet again. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Steve. Thank you, Steve. Right. See you guys. So, unfortunately, we had to remove the songs at the end of our podcasts in order to have them on other platforms like Apple and Google. Um, you can still listen to the songs that we picked. They'll be uh, cataloged on a playlist on Spotify. The link is in our Instagram page, so if you care to listen to them, Um, Just go ahead and give it a visit. There's a lot of interesting stuff on there. So thank you guys for listening and hope you check it out.